0: No, Kelly, I'm sure there's a lot more to you than me to the eye. Unfortunately, I don't really care about that part. So why don't you just put out or get out? Okay? Let's rock.
1: Thanks, Dad.
2: Can I get a open?
1: Woo! No man presents!
3: Live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children
0: Podcast.
3: And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. Wow, it's cold out here. We have to get out of the woods and into the Nudie Bar, man. (laughs) You know... This would be a lot cooler if we could just chill out and do this, like, on a Saturday night. Should we
4: move the show to Saturday night? Dude, Saturday night's for the young, not you.
5: Hey. hey. <laughs> Hi, this is Jamie. Al, I don't want to be your friend. I just want you to talk to me about marriage with children.
4: Oh, I thought we were. F- okay. <laughs> now, I know you guys spent the next episode Danless, but you've been punished enough. I'm back.
5: <laughs> Last episode.
3: What, he didn't say it right?
5: Said next.
3: Oh did I? Oh man. Oh dude. wow. I know you okay. guys
5: spent the next episode damn. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, are you trying to tell us something? <laughs> <laughs> I, I <read> it again. <laughs> He's like,
4: guys, I ain't showing up to that one either. <laughs>
1: That
4: was no, a you- hand slip. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, we are back.
3: Wait, hold on. Ooh, God, that was called out there. The woods are a cold, creepy place. You know, Halloween was just last week. We have to get into more normalcy, guys. So let's sit down at these beautiful, beautiful tables here with these girls on these poles. This is amazing. Oh, stick. A- yeah, let's try to focus. Okay. On this show, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Hey, Dan, do you have a $20 I could borrow uh, for later? That gives me one lap dance, one song's worth.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I always thought those places were the biggest ripoff. Like 20 bucks for that? It is a lot.
3: These girls do charge a lot in this nudie bar here in the Jiggly Room, but <laughs> <clears throat> it is worth it sometimes, man. It has changed my life in many ways.
4: Oh, Indeed.
3: So we are reviewing T-R-A-something. Something Something spells tramp. (laughs) When Kelly's date gives her an ultimatum, she finds herself stranded but not alone on a deserted road 15 miles outside Chicago. Meanwhile, Peg tries to put some spice back into her marriage by spending Saturday night communicating with Al. Season 7, Episode 2... Original air date September twentieth, nineteen ninety two. Director Jerry Cohen, writer Ellen L. Fogel, a favorite of ours. You always gotta love Ellen <laughs> L. Fogel. Yep, she's the she's a cool chick. She's the one who like wrote a lot of controversial
4: ones. So, um, <clears throat> this fits right in there. So, which is awesome. Like we've said before, because she's a female. You know, same with uh with with Whip there.
3: Yeah, um, lip, yep. (laughs) So I'd like to welcome to the show our good friend Tyler Tigno. He's been a longtime supporter of our show. He was on the gas station show. He is joining the production team of our whole show here, and he does behind-the-scenes work, yeah. So what he's focusing on is we're going to try to, for the second half of our show, get into the headspace of where the world was at the time. So he's basically looking up things that took place during the week of this episode. So the music that was hot at the time was End of the Road by Boys to Men. To
1: the End of the Road.
3: Experience by the Prodigy. I don't know that one. Broken by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, the big movies were Highlander, Sneakers, Last of the Mohicans, Hellraiser 3, and American Heart. TV, the big stuff in TV was Hollywood Babylon, Batman the Animated Series, and Mad About You.
4: (laughs) Can you imagine if we did a podcast on Mad About You?
3: (laughs) Um, And he wanted me to read this. I really wouldn't, but he thought it would be really funny to end off with this dry little bit here. The British government has suspended its membership of the European exchange rate mechanism after failing to prop up the pound by raising interest rates to 15%.
4: (laughs) Thanks, Tyler.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He, He loves how that grinded the show to a
4: halt.
3: He's like, I really want to do that for you guys.
5: Way
4: to stay on topic, Tyler.
3: He's a great addition to this team.
5: What is American Heart? I I have never heard of that movie.
3: (laughs) Only Tyler knows.
5: (laughs) This episode missed my eighteenth birthday by four days. Oh, really? Yeah, I had just turned 18, and this weekend I was in a hotel room with some friends, having a birthday party.
3: Yeah, I bet. All right, special guest stars, Corey Feldman as Ralph. Wow. Liz Vassie mm -mm -mm, as Lorraine. Shane Sweet as Seven. I guess I shouldn't say he's a special guest star, and I really don't want to talk about him a lot, so I'm going to stop saying that.
4: (laughs) In one one way or another, did you know he was in Deadpool? Huh. Yeah, I don't know how, but he's going to credit in Deadpool.
5: I was just going to say, fortunately, he didn't do anything in this episode, so you don't have to talk about him. <laughs> right. Well, I got a yeah. name.
3: <laughs> uh, Lisa <laughs> Reifel as DJ. Sunday.
1: Don't you want to talk first?
0: No. Kelly does something you'd never expect her to do. Put out or get out.
6: Girl's got to do what a girl's got to do.
0: She just says no. <clears throat> on Married with Children, Tramp.
6: Tramp? But I
0: got out. An all-new episode right after Rock, Sunday.
5: You're spending your Saturday night listening to Oldie's Radio WZ. Pretty pathetic,
7: isn't it? <laughs> Here's when you have to be hovering around forty to remember. Well, that I couldn't possibly remember. <laughs> Nothing you can say, can me away from my God.
1: My God. Nothing you can do. <laughs> like my guy.
3: Now, the equivalent to that now, you guys do realize.
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> I know you're gonna say this.
3: Would would be like early '90s alternative and grunge music and stuff. Like, how sad is it that that is exactly what she's listening to? Because she's like 40 something. You know
4: what? I want to know what is the cutoff uh, point for oldie stations? Do they all abide by you know like a 30 year rule? Or 40 year rule, or whatever, you know? I don't.
3: Well, also, let me say real fast before I get into it. It would also encapsulate, like, Dr. Dre, the West Coast rap scene. <laughs> <Right>. Like, Tupac, <laughs> big. Like, for those people who are not into rock, you know?
4: Ain't nothing but a gangster party. And, like, the
3: late 80s heavy metal, you know, all that. That would be now oldies. That's so crazy. I to was
5: think. dating a guy around 2000 ish that. Was a DJ and <laughs> yeah, he he used to do uh the Saturday Night 80s show on the, the radio station, and everyone referred to it as the oldies. Oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! god. So at that point, it was only like 15 20 years, right? Okay,
4: so yeah, that's that's scary.
3: I feel like people just refer to it as 80s music or they refer to it as. You know, the Lithium Channel on Sirius Satellite Radio. Like, uh, it's, just, it's just 90s alternative. Like, I feel like oldies will always be oldies. Like, oldies are always going to be 50s. I agree. Right.
5: Yeah, that's right. how it feels to me.
3: It'll always be this 50s and 60s music, but after that, it's going to be like classic rock is going to be the 70s. And 80s will be 80s.
4: I, I heard classic rock the other day. It was a classic rock station, and the offspring came on. I was like,
5: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it happens all the time. Wow. It's oh, kind that's kind of mind blowing. Isn't it? I yeah. still remember exactly where I was when I first heard the offspring yeah. and decided, and I went immediately to the local Best Buy and bought the CD. Like, I was in the car. Uh. I heard them for the first time, and then I was like, whoop, I need this right now. And so I immediately drove to the Best Buy and bought the CD. Uh,
3: and were you disappointed when you heard the other 13 songs?
5: <laughs> Actually, no, I like that album. <laughs> oh, good. Which one was that? You, Mang.
3: I liked uh, Americana myself, but yes. This is what, I guess, like, teenagers think of us. Well, not you, Dan. You're 35, right? 34. Um, well... I'm exactly 40, so when they said, you have to be hovering around 40 to know this one, like, I can't believe they're talking to me now. Right. I still feel like
4: I'm 28 years old. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's so weird. Once you hit a certain age... All the numbers just blend together. And the only reason what when you'll really notice your age is when it's when like you tell your people your age, you're like, "Oh my oh. God, I'm forty. like it's crazy, right.
5: Well, I yeah. ask this is what's weird to me is I watch a show. I watch a show like Friends or something that's from, like, 94. And to me, that's yesterday. Right. And I look at, like, when I watch <laughs> when I watch an episode of a show like that, I don't feel like it looks old. I don't think they're, you know, that they that's look... That's the
3: thing. It's very contemporary.
1: Or, yeah. yeah.
5: So I actually asked a girl that I worked with a while back who was, like, 20. And she loved Friends. Like, she was binging it. So I said, hey, when you watch this show, does it feel...
3: Like you're watching Leave It to Beaver? An old
5: show. Because right. yeah, like I remember growing up and I was watching things like, you know, Good Times and, and I, those shows felt felt their age to me. Right, right. And so and now I'm like, does this feel like does this do you feel like you're watching an old show? And she's like, No. He's like, you know, we don't wear chokers this much anymore, but... (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think that's the thing. Jamie, remember
3: how we had a discussion how Scream still feels like new to us? Yeah. And like Halloween H2O still still feels new, but now that's clearly 20 years old. It's literally as old as Halloween was when that came out.
5: out. I said that the other day. I turned to Brian. I'm like, you realize it's been 20 years since H2O came out. He's like, yeah. Like, I remember when when H2O came out 20 years after Halloween did.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Right.
5: I wasn't even alive during that
4: period. Between the first one and H2O, I wasn't even alive for seven more years. Oh, my goodness. And then think about it. And now, like, you can't get me to shut up on podcasts about
5: but yeah, everything seems like it was just the same. Only I look at the color schemes and, like, you know, remember when guys were wearing, like, the, the, um, what do you call those shirts that were, like, color blocked? Well, anyway. Uh, I guess I didn't wear them. There were, there were 90 shirts. Like, everybody was wearing them. And I, like, I if it. I see that, I feel like I know the time period. Right. But, right.
3: <laughs> but it's not as jarring as seeing, as seeing Potsy and Richie walk around. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like, it's, it's weird. It's like, I think the reason why this is all happening in the world, and even married with children, it doesn't really seem, it doesn't, okay, yeah, it seems sort of dated, but it doesn't seem like you're watching All in the Family, you know? And I, I think the reason is because, I think it's almost like a. it says something about us as a society, like, people are not as comfortable with themselves to go out be outward with a style and like we're, we're afraid to evolve into a very definitive look like sec- 60s had their look 50s had their look 80s had their look 90s had their look but it wasn't as it's not that different from today
5: right no that's true and and 90s was like a weird amalgamation of uh, uh, th- like th- there was a very heavy 60s influence to the clothes, particularly the girls' clothes. And, like, I don't know if you remember on 90210 when they were actually talked about it, when um, Shannon Doherty was like, No, this is um, the, the girl said hippie, hippie witch is out. And she's like, This isn't hippie witch, this is Twin Peaks. Um, but ah, right. it was all, but you, if you look at the individual pieces, they're very 60s inspired. And so that was kind of like what the 90s was. It was like kind of simultaneously the, the, bringing back the 60s kind of like Come now on, 80s yep. is coming back and um so it was like that whole revival thing of but then mash that together with grunge right you, know, right. Where you got all the the flannel shirts so some of some parts of it would seem dated right. but at the same time
3: the haircuts aren't wildly old looking or nothing? No,
7: not
4: crazy. I think that when you watch those old shows, though, um, like when I watch, for me, like, you know, for you guys, like 90210, um, me, Dawson's Creek, when I watch those shows, um, for me, it just triggers that nostalgia. You know, it's so dated. But because of that, it just it brings me back almost easier you know, to that time in your life where that was, you know, that was your reality, you know? So, so watching uh TV shows that, that are like, you can really tell, I actually think that helps nostalgia. And, and that's why I think they're so fun to, to rewatch, you know, the, the rewatches on a lot of these shows are different because you're at different points in your life, but it's always like fun to look back on, you know, like even, even my thing with, with Married with Children, you know, like I said, I like, it. I, I, you know, I wasn't crazy, you know, into television shows at this point in my life. But now looking back, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad we did because this is totally something that i would be jamming if i was you know into shows like i and you're now. glad you didn't miss it now right absolutely absolutely it, it almost built the foundation so i knew it was good but i only got a taste of it back then which is obviously for now
3: you know well most people just got a taste like to be the kind of fans i would listen to this show it had to you know something had a stars had to align for you you know right like it's, there's plenty of shows that people probably love that i just got little grazed me a little bit here and there and it never
1: you know.
4: We, we haven't even heard of, right, right.
5: Right, right. Or like, I never watched one episode of Lost. Never. What? And that oh. was such a huge, had such a huge cultural impact and I never saw one episode. Oh my god. Or The, the Sopranos. Sopranos. Life, brother. Oh, what?
3: Yeah. Oh, you're not missing anything there. <laughs> that show is god awful. That's, oh. it's not... <laughs> Dude, I gave that show a chance like four, three, four years ago. I'm telling you, it is not.
4: The Barons episode where they get stuck out in the woods? Oh, come on.
3: Please. Dude, it had some moments, but overall, I was like, this can't be the show everyone's talking about. Did we type the wrong thing into the, the search engine here? Like, I couldn't believe this was this amazingly badass greatest show ever made. Right. I couldn't believe it. And maybe it's because I already watched Sons of Anarchy, and that was way better. So then when I go backwards and I put this on, it seems like, it, dude, it's so dated. The characters are nowhere near as interesting as Sons. If
5: we don't I still get haven't seen an episode of Sons,
3: either. <laughs> really? God. Jamie! Jamie, it would change your life. What are you busy doing? Going through your entire collection <laughs> and podcasting
5: on it or something? <laughs> No, that's You've been bro. downloading my feed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Jamie, we got to get you on board, son's man, especially when this episode's coming out, We're-
4: crossover
3: with your favorite girl. I mean, damn, you better be start watching Sons.
7: <laughs> Here's when you have to be hovering around 40 to remember. Well, then I couldn't possibly remember.
1: Nothing you can say
3: But I think everybody—it's almost like so popular. It's like, how do you not know it? Like, well, that's I don't exactly ha- what I was thinking right. when, they,
5: when they played it on the radio. I was like, oh, well, at the time I wasn't hovering around forty, but I knew the song.
3: <laughs> right. It's so weird to say that. Like, why didn't the lady say you have to be hovering around forty if you were a teenager when this came out or something like that? You know, right? Just knowing it, Jesus. I know, I know Beethoven, but <laughs> doesn't mean I'm like <laughs> I wasn't born a hundred years ago. So. Right. Right. So Al's on the couch, bizarrely, with two Q-tips in each one of his ears, <laughs> and he's burping, I guess. Um, Peg yanks him out, gives him a kiss, which I always found kind of interesting and cute, and kind of, kind of, um, I don't know, I don't know what that makes me feel when I see Peg kiss him surprisingly like that. I think it makes me feel good about their relationship in a weird way.
4: It, overall, I mean, and we haven't gotten to the to the point yet, but overall, their relationship was kind of great <laughs> in the, in this episode, you know. Um, ob- obviously in a very Bundy way, yeah. as well. But but I thought they were great.
2: Hmm. Ah! Oh my God! Is it our anniversary again? No way. Well, then what gives you the right to touch me?
7: Because I'm tired of touching myself.
3: Now, I don't know who can relate to that. You would think that when you start around 12, 13 years old, that by the time you're 40, you'd be tired of doing this. But somehow, uh, it always piques my interest.
4: <laughs> I can't believe that how many uh, masturbation jokes they made. Uh, in this episode, uh, Bud with his sticky fingers, too. Yeah,
3: I love
1: that. Like,
4: wow! Like, okay, okay, but once again, it brings you back to a time where you can tell where they're pushing the envelope, and it's right there.
3: (laughs) Dude, I love... Uh. You remember how last season was, like, the best Kelly Dumb season? Right. I have a feeling this is going to be one of the best sexual innuendo seasons. Because think of last week, think of this week, I mean... And these are all strong. Like, th- there's a, a point on The Simpsons where they, like, parodied Married with Children. And they did it to where, like, they kind of made it... And I, I'd i like to believe The Simpsons liked Married with Children, but they kind of parodied them in a way to make it look like the same old dumb jokes and they're lame. Like, typical oh, sex really? or marriage jokes. Like...
7: Hell, Al, let's have sex. Mm.
3: No pig.
4: Ow! <laughs> who do you think of when we make love? Uh, Doctor Kavorkian.
2: <laughs> A Married with Children Easter will return,
0: but first this Fox special giveaway.
3: Yeah, sure, these are total married Children Bundy jokes, but, man, they are all on fire to me this season so far. The sexual innuendo jokes. Yeah. Uh, they're fresh and good. I don't know. So we'll see when it goes sour if it does.
4: Well, I, I think, though, that that's a tough thing because you're putting... Yeah, it, that's a, a very conscious decision of what they're doing. So they had to kind of encapsulate it in one little quick thing. I know what you're saying. It was it was making fun of it, but it was probably more just whatever. Like, I, I would guess it was out of love. I hope so, yeah, right. J- just like they, we talked about it when, uh, on The to I believe, but when they went after Disney – Uh, In the in the um, Treehouse of Horror episode, like they went after him like three or four times. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. Like Disney owns them now. I forgot. But that but that's kind of the Simpsons style. And I kind of appreciate that, too.
3: Right. And I know I'm a week late, but everybody run to the store F.Y.E. because they are selling Simpsons Treehouse of Horror shirts. Oh, (laughs) what, dude? Right now I'm wearing a Mr. Burns Dracula shirt. That is
4: awesome, dude. It says excellent on top. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent.
7: Al, I want to talk. And I want the same attention that you'd give one of your burps.
2: And you think you've
7: earned that, right? Honey, I know you love your burps. We all do. But if we could just put your gas aside just this once. Oh. After that one, of course Now come on, Al It is Saturday night And we are sitting at home alone Doing nothing Didn't used to be like that Remember when we were young? No (laughs) Out every night Living, loving Taking big mouthfuls of life (laughs) And then we met
3: (laughs) I did not see that coming, man (coughs) Like... Those are those jokes that are great That and sort of cliche, but you should see it coming, but you don't.
4: Did, did you guys ever feel that way when you were younger, though? Like, if you didn't go out on the weekend, you were missing out on something?
3: Yeah. I, if I was home during certain time periods when it seemed like a loser. Like, like high school. I, yeah. Like, I had a couple bud running down the stairs in his pajama moments and <laughs> on a Saturday night. Sure. And, yeah, it, you wonder why you're not doing things that you see on TV that kids are doing. But
4: Right, exactly. I, I came to a point I'm going to go to the Grunion Run.
1: Because
4: <laughs> I know a lot of people do feel that way, that they're missing out on something and they have to go out. And You know, I don't necessarily agree with that because a lot of the times, like... You just end up at, like, a bar or something.
3: Hey, you're just spending money, right?
4: Or spending money, too, exactly. And that's kind of where my love of movies came from, where, um, you know, I always used to feel like a, a big dork with it. And then I realized, like, nah, this is so much better than, like <laughs> – because, I mean, everybody feels awkward as a teenager. But, like, I'd rather do this than go to a party. And, and feel self-conscious and <laughs> try to yeah, be right. social. Like, this is so much better. Like, I remember specifically watching, like, all the Friday the 13th and just for the first time, like, totally being okay with it. I was so happy. I was movie marathoning with pride.
3: He's like, well, I guess this is my life.
4: This is my life. Exactly. <laughs> at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> That's your life.
3: Bottom of the lake with Jason instead of hooking up with some hot chicks. <laughs> Go figure, man. You're okay with it. Exact hey, at least I document it with all these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it was worth something. Look, all that time wasn't wasted. Look now look at you.
4: <laughs> well, that's debatable, but I still recorded it. <laughs> yeah, you still got it on wax. I'm not saying it wasn't wasted, but yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, hey, you're a star now, man. <laughs> yeah. Just think people know when you're gone for a week. Imagine that.
4: Nobody will notice.
3: <laughs> People are like, oh, that was Luigi. Yeah,
4: right. Yeah, right. Dan, yeah. Dan all of a sudden became an uh, in international traveler.
3: Yeah, he, I thought he just read a book and hopped on the show.
4: <laughs> Dan's looking a lot better this week.
7: <laughs> but we had some great times, and we can again. Whatever we did then, we can do now.
2: No, we can't, Peg, because now when we make love, I don't get to go home. <laughs> Peg, you're old. Revel in it. Get yourself some Q-tips and burp yourself to the grave, baby.
1: Saturday
4: night is for the young, not you. (laughs) And how old is Peg supposed to be now?
3: Okay, so Al's 46 years old and Peg is 38 years old. Oh, okay. That's interesting. She's younger than me.
4: Right.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, youth. Every kid in the world's got somewhere to go on Saturday night.
3: And then Bud comes running down the stairs in his (laughs) chammies.
8: (laughs) Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. you got any popsicle sticks? I'm building a house.
3: Listen, we were kind of cool. We were watching horror movies and, like, cool shows like this when we were uh, his age, not doing anything on a Saturday night. Now, you never got to the point where you were building popsicle houses, right?
4: Never once. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I mean, that is an all-time low. And it's weird because it l- now this is the season, it appears, when they're really doing the Bud is a loser idea. Right. Because think of last episode. Right. You know? And then this, because the last episode he's looking at a cartoon pup. <laughs> right. And he's attracted to her. Mm-hmm. And his wild nights are like having five magazines laid out in front of him.
1: <laughs>
8: Partying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Save your pity.
8: I'm not the only boy in this town without a date.
5: Don't move, amigos. This one for me.
4: <laughs> Saturday night is the night for more. <laughs>
7: got me an older woman
3: (laughs) he answers the door gives flowers and takes her upstairs with him wow (laughs) i don't know the implications here but uh (laughs) i i just uh, normally uh, uh, whatever okay so yeah they sure know how to write him into this kind of show huh
4: right yeah exactly
3: and the acting like jamie said is atrocious with this kid
4: yeah it is pretty bad yeah i i always look at child actors like uh you know if it's bad i don't really pay attention you know what i mean like when they're that age right i'm not i'm not talking like stranger things age but like when you're that age like you expect bad acting. exactly right like i'd be a little concerned at, at the the kids that really can act like
5: feldman right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now jamie you thought his acting was really good in the first episode you don't think so so much here right
5: No, not at all. I don't. There's he's completely stiff. Well, that's because he has a date. (laughs) uh, It just he's like he's not looking at anything that makes sense for him to be looking at. He's kind of looking off either reading. I don't know what's going on in the background, but something's happening and he's not paying attention. to Where he should be looking. It's just very amateurish. Right.
3: Right.
7: Ah, now Bud's even more depressed. Say something to him, Al.
5: Son?
8: (laughs) F-Troop, son. F-Troop? Of course. I'll have plenty of dates once F-Troop is over. Plenty, I
1: said.
8: (laughs) And, uh, by the way, in case you're wondering why I'm in my pajamas, I always wear them under my clothes, so I'm ready when a chick wants to go to bed. So... Bud is
3: talking to himself as he goes up the stairs. He's talking like a psychopath. I mean, it's really funny, actually. Really good writing.
8: They know you're lying. No, they don't. Just stay cool. I don't think we can pull this off. Yes, we can. We've got them fooled. We've got everybody fooled. Are you sure? What's the difference? We still have each other. I think he's just been alone too long. Right.
4: And that's what I'm thinking, too. That's what it, that's what it was implying. Okay.
7: <laughs> we have to improve our social life. And I have the answers right here.
2: <laughs> now, Peg, those weren't the answers since they stood up by themselves.
7: <laughs> They're not alone in that, you know. <laughs> I just bought
2: the new issue of Cosmo. Oh, now, Peg, no. Now? Now look here, those articles about married couples having sex every every month. That's just a bunch of sensationalistic. Just a bunch of sensationalistic lies perpetrated on the public to sell magazines. It's just a bunch of hooey. That's all hooey. No
7: normal man. Oh, to... relax, Al. I'm not talking about sex. <laughs> Honey, look, there's an article here. Is your marriage dead? Talk it alive. This says that we should talk every Saturday night. And that's what we're going to do, starting tonight.
3: Al says to Peg, this is unbelievable. This whole next (laughs) exchange.
7: Mm -mm. Now, we had plenty to talk about when we first met. Well, Peg, that was before
2: I got to know you. There was a lot of things I had to find out, you know. (laughs) There was stuff like, uh, how far will she really go on a six-pack? and You know. (laughs) Would it be any fun for you to watch me and your friend Joan? Or...
4: Did she actually see Deep Throat?
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're they're going hard in this episode. So Al
3: wants to hop in bed with her best friend and have Peg watch,
4: and <laughs> that actually sounds kind of hot. But it's like right from from what I can gather from the last two episodes of this season. It seems like one of the notes was amp it up. Push push it further, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the whole, uh, you know, letter writing thing had died down at this point. But it <laughs> seems like it's, it's full throttle so far, you know? Well, th- think of this. Yeah.
3: They've added this kid in because they think that they're running on fumes. They're coasting on fumes now, you know? So they think that this show has expired. What can we do to liven things up? Right. So throw a kid in and go harder with the sex. (laughs) So wondering if Peg actually saw deep throw. So did she say to Al, oh, yeah, I could do that. And then then she did it and barely anything disappeared on him. And then he was like, did she actually see deep? Does she know what this even means? Like, wow, but to say that on the show is just, I mean, you, I love it, but it's like,
4: wow. Wow. Yep, <laughs> for sure. 1992, man. Exactly. Wild.
7: <clears throat> yeah, and there was that thing that I always kept wondering you know, how could a man with such big feet have such a teeny weeny tiny little hey. it's... <laughs> brain, honey?
3: Apparently Al has big feet and a small penis.
4: <laughs> 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 oh my That's god. That's what I'm saying though. Like they're just guns ablazing.
3: Uh wait till you get to Jefferson. Right This
5: whole conversation was just fire. Fire, right? It was. I agree. And it continues when Marcy and Jefferson get there. Like it just that yes. whole interaction.
4: Yeah.
3: I must be almost like the real Al Bundy because I have these exact types of conversations when I have people over. Like, literally, no one's shy. Yeah, it's just whatever.
5: <laughs> no, it's, it's because you're like Patrick Bateman. That's.
3: <laughs> yeah, hope, I hope to be one day, as long as I don't get caught.
4: Doing his thousand crunches. You know, I lost, uh, we lost trivia because of that question. Ooh. Like, how many crunches does Patrick Bateman do? A thousand. Like, I, I, I didn't, like, I should know that, I guess, but, like, does anybody else know that? Of course. Well, he oh. says it. I, wow. Yeah, no, we lost trivia. Would you
3: say 237?
4: I, I said so, yeah, it was, yeah. You thought
3: it was, it was a Shining reference?
7: <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> oh, come on, Al, let's talk.
3: Fine, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't you dare.
7: We are talking
2: here. No, Peg, I refuse to talk to my wife when I have a TV in the house. And I
7: want
1: to talk. Talk to me.
3: We get a new set. We're outdoors in the woods. Mmm. I like it. Looks great. It looks really good. I forgot to have really focus, so I could talk about whether or not this is really outdoors in the woods. Mm. Um, I don't Think so
5: from It is not. It is
3: tisnolt. So you did focus and you don't think it is? I did. No. Okay. Well then they did a great job. Right. I wonder what they paid for that. I wonder if it was like like nine to thirteen thousand dollars. Like what do you pay how much are they willing to spend for stuff like
5: that? what? That's are those are random specific numbers, <laughs> right? Like, like what? Was it like sixteen thousand four hundred and thirty-two dollars? Is that how much <laughs> they? Yeah, is that
3: ninety-two? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm trying to zero in on this whole thing. I'm trying to really.
5: But. 9 to 13, why not like 10 to 15 or? Right.
3: <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, because I counted the extra trees.
5: What is 9 to 13? It's
4: a lot trees equally. That's not what it came out to.
3: <laughs> Each tree was $324, so I was just doing the math, Jamie.
5: Oh, okay. Then I, I I apologize.
3: No, I'm just kidding. It
4: was more for the trees than it was for the uh extras. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, that fence that they were sitting on, you know how much of that cost? Eight hundred and twenty seven dollars. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's probably twenty four bucks.
4: Yeah, right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the wood alone was like seven dollars. <laughs> so Kelly's being driven around by Corey Feldman. Wow. I was telling you guys, you're gonna be so excited. Now the reason why is because as everyone knows Jamie, Dan, and myself are insanely famous for doing a horror podcast <laughs> called the Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast. We are, we are, um, pioneers. <laughs> we changed the face of podcasting, really. We did. It became a sad face. <laughs>
4: <laughs> a cry emoji.
3: <laughs> it became a sad clown emoji. <laughs> so, um,. So we're into horror movies, and Corey Feldman is no stranger to that. I mean, God. Do I really have to say who he is? Nope. But I will anyway, because that's my job. Nice! <laughs> he was in Stand By Me. He was in The Goonies. The Gremlins. Friday the 13th, where Jason gets killed, the final chapter. He actually kills Jason Voorhees, for real.
4: Michael Jackson was in him.
3: <laughs> well, he claims that's not true. <laughs> But I question him and Macaulay Colgan with that whole thing.
1: <laughs>
3: Corey Feldman's this weird guy who used to dress up identically to Michael Jackson. He ch- – look up Corey, Fel- Corey Feldman on the Howard Stern uh, something, maybe New Year's special, I think. He actually does a performance. It is laughable. Like – He is literally straight up imitating Michael Jackson. I I think it was in this time, like in '92. Well,
4: and even more recently with Corey's Angels, like that's laughable as well.
3: (laughs) He broke the internet like three, four years ago.
4: Yeah.
3: With um, what was that? The like Good Day New York or something? (laughs) What was that show?
4: One of those stupid shows, yeah. No, but the point is he's still around. Like, he's not a working actor, so to speak, unless, like, he's in a movie, like, parodying his (laughs) life, you know? Right. He was in
5: a horror movie last year, but I want to say he had some involvement with the production of it. What what was that movie called, Jimmy? Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Oh, wait, by the way, it was The Today Show. So, guys, look up Corey Feldman Dance Today Show. (laughs) I saw that so bizarre right? yeah
5: it's weird it's yep. like
3: he's from another planet like he doesn't
4: know anything about earth <laughs> like th- that's what it's like i'll say this though when you watch that show what was it uh two Deu- right um yes. they made him look normal right especially though when you put him next to <laughs> it there's a disaster there's just a walking disaster <laughs> Right. Uh, he seemed to have it together. Uh, he he did, to, yeah. Y- you know what I mean? Like, his relationship was very normal with his wife or his girlfriend mm-hmm. or whatever it was. So, oh, she's hot, too. I, oh,
5: it, well, it started out as a girlfriend because he got married on the show. That's what it was, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh,
4: you know, I think he's pretty normal. He just does very odd things sometimes. His art. It's very, yeah, right, right. His version of
3: art of any form is not normal. Um, And also, The Lost Boys, he's famous for. He was actually in all three Lost Boys movies. Uh, I'm a big fan of Lost Boys 2. Most people are not.
4: love Lost Boys 2. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, it's good. I watched it again after you watched it, and you were so into it. I was like, wow, someone else actually likes this. I watched it again, and I liked it even more after you said that. Yep. Yeah, those movies are good. Yeah, so in this episode... Oh, and he's really weird, too, because he kind of <laughs> looks like – he looks like Grandpa Munster. Right. Yeah, he Have you does. ever noticed that? He looks just like Al Lewis if he was younger. <laughs> it's right. It's really weird. Um, They're not re- – I know they're both Jewish, but they're not related or anything, but they're both Jewish. So maybe that's – they just have that look, like some Jewish people have that look or whatever, but, right. like, right. he is – Like, if they did a story on the Munsters, man, he should definitely play Al Lewis.
4: Do you think if they ever reboot Friday the 13th, they'll bring him
3: back as Tommy Jarvis? Oh, well, I I met Corey Feldman like in
4: 2014,
3: I want to say, or no, maybe 13, I think. I
4: want to say I've seen this picture. Yeah. We'll post it on the group page.
3: The guy who took it could not, for some reason, keep his hand perfectly still. Oh no! It's a tad pixelated, right. right? And I never got over that, man. Like right. I met Corey Feldman, took a really badass picture, and it's friggin' blurry.
4: Man. Or just a bad picture, yeah. <laughs>
3: well, I was wearing a leather jacket, and so was he, so we kind of look cool.
4: That's like right. that. That I've seen this picture. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I would look cooler now with my badass Jacks Taylor hair. <clears throat>
1: uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But, uh, back then, yeah, uh, but yeah, so he said he was already approached by Sean Cunningham about coming back and being Tommy Jarvis and all that stuff, and now look, here we are six years ago. So, he ain't getting any younger.
4: Right, right, yeah, I gotcha.
3: Alright, so, yeah, Kelly's getting driven around by Corey Feldman in a nice convertible, um, odd that there was no huge ovation for such a big star. right. We had Bobcat go We had to wait 18 seconds for the audience to shut up so we could finally go, Hi,
4: hey,
0: pig!
3: Right. You know, and, and start the episode. With,
4: <laughs> some has been running on the side of the car! Like, <laughs> what the hell? I can't tell if that's Bobcat or Pee-wee. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's hard to do this guy's voice. Corey Feldman got no... nothing.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh oh, I'm out of gas. <laughs> right,
4: I, I'll be honest with you. Um, when I when I saw this scene, um, for some reason I just wasn't really looking at the screen at the moment, and I just kind of did like a quick little one take. Didn't even realize it was him at first, you know. Like you said, if if that ovation would have happened, I would have But it took me a second, but uh, but then it hit me, and I was like, uh oh, because. <laughs> Here's the thing about these episodes, I don't look at IMDb beforehand. Yeah, I told you not to also with this one, remember? So, dude, and you are so right, man, because it's it's just the best way to do it. I'm constantly surprised, too. He just rolls up. I did the IMDb on the other girl uh, that comes in later on, too, but uh, we'll talk about her after. But Feldman, Ooh. yeah, that was crazy.
3: Yes. Jamie, what did you think when Corey Feldman rolled up?
5: Oh, I was excited because I've been looking forward to it all week because you kept telling me that I was going to love the the guest star and don't oh. look it up and it's so exciting and I was like okay okay. And so <laughs> I was so excited. I was looking forward to it. And so when he came on, I was like, "Yes, that's awesome. It's just very random." is what it, you know. Right. But in a cool right. way.
3: Yeah. And this whole exchange is it couldn't be written any better. Right.
0: <sighs> Uh-oh. I'm out of gas.
6: Aren't you supposed to turn the car off before you say that?
0: Well, what's the difference? I mean, we both know I'm not out of gas.
6: Oh, very nice. Now we both do.
0: God, I hate women. All right. Uh Uh-oh. I'm out of gas.
6: For real? Yeah. Wow. What a quinky dink, huh?
3: <laughs> Can they have maxed out this whole bit any better?
4: Right. Right. Exactly. I mean,
3: wow. So Kelly du- Kelly's dumbness is still in full effect. <laughs> uh, so he wants to hook up.
4: Come here.
6: Don't you want to talk first?
0: <laughs> no. If I wanted to talk, I'd be hanging out with the guys. And I wouldn't have had to shave. Come here.
6: Come here. If I wanted to listen to one word sentences, I would have been out with the girls and I wouldn't have had to shave.
0: I wonder what
3: she shaved. I assume her legs, right? Hmm. That's all. Back in 92, anyway.
0: Right, right. (laughs) Then he gets really, uh, rude. Rapey. You know, Kelly, I'm sure there's a lot more to you than meets the eye. Unfortunately, I don't really care about that part. So, why don't you just put out or get out?
3: Number one, saying that right there. Right. Where does he think that's going to get him exactly? Yeah, right. Even, Even if Kelly was dumb like he thinks she is, it doesn't mean that she doesn't know what an insult is.
4: Totally totally. A- exactly. exactly. Yeah, you didn't you could totally read between the lines on that one, you know, even for Kelly. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing where you got to suspend reality
3: in any way and just Without a doubt. Right, because it's almost written not for what might really ever happen in life. It's just to him. It's just for this show.
4: Right, it's just for him, in that moment, trying to show exactly who he is, so when they they do leave him in the middle of the woods with his pants down later, (laughs) it's worth it, you know?
3: (laughs) It's like, that stuff he should be saying secretly on the phone to his friends before she comes in the car.
4: Right.
3: Uh, You don't say that to the person, and then... Then he goes right out and says, put out or get out. Now, that's something that you obviously do say to the person. And I'm sure people have said it in in the world in the last 2000 years, uh, you know, because it's not like a thing just for this show.
1: Right?
3: People say put out or get out. I really seriously would love to know the success rate on that.
4: Right. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? I, I got to know.
3: And I got to know, what was it like for the people who it worked for? Uh, was the girl just as into it? Did she give the full effort? Did this end well? Did the, So Kelly punches him in the
0: face. Yeah.
6: Girls got to do what a girl's got to do,
0: huh? Exactly. <laughs> oh.
6: It was good for me, was it good for you?
0: Have a nice walk home, tramp
6: Tramp? But I got
5: out That's the typical guy response to rejection Is that's you know He's not being literal Yeah, no, you tell him no, he's like, well, up yours, bitch, you're ugly anyway like, uh, okay. <laughs>
4: and it, does have, it happens just like that too <laughs> yeah just I mean trust me I know right
3: um. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie how many times did a guy give you that ultimatum of putting out or getting out in in real life
5: uh that actually never happened to me because I was usually driving uh-huh.
3: oh they're gonna say <laughs> I was usually putting it out anyway
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Kelly sees that it's 15 miles to Chicago. Now, she's walking, and I did the calculations. That is exactly five and a half... That's a five and a half hour walk.
4: Did you look that up or did Tyler?
3: I did.
5: Okay. Where was he taking her that was 15 miles outside of Chicago? Like, right. right. Like, except for to the woods. <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: I guess, right? Like, Yeah, even when she gets to Chicago, we don't know that her Jeopardy lane is right there, either, 15 miles away. It could be another four miles.
4: Exactly, exactly.
3: And how would she even know how to get home? Was she going to walk the highways? Like, <laughs> Right. She walked to Egypt and to Paris and stuff like that. <laughs> Part of the green screen.
1: Yeah.
5: Well, and apparently she didn't have difficulty with her right and left feet that time either.
3: Ooh. Well, she wasn't chewing gum, though, in her defense.
4: Right. <laughs> good point.
3: So it turns out Kelly is one of those people who cannot walk and chew gum at the same time. Mm-hmm. The classic joke, and God, you gotta love that. listen, it's a classic joke, and it, it's kind of like, oh God, right, but whoever really brought it to life right you don't You don't really see that where they have to spit gum out and then they could properly walk right. so bravo on that one. yes, um yeah, and she's walking in high heels,
1: God, ugh <laughs> right. Who goes the owl? Moo, moo.
6: Goes the cow.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs>
6: goes the girl with the ride home.
4: <laughs> the look on her face was classic, too.
3: <laughs> <sighs> so now we're back to the Kelly dissection real quick. I'm thrilled to see... Remember when Jamie said... You know, we were trying to figure out what's different about Kelly in season six, and Jamie gave the perfect analogy or something. She said, when Kelly used to not be home in season three through five, Jamie imagined that she was just on a date. Bye. And now in season six, when she's not home, you just don't know what the hell she's doing. <laughs> right. You almost think it might be a modeling school thing. or you It know. could
4: be anything, yeah.
3: Right. She's not the same girl who was always on dates with guys and on the couch with them and this and that. I mean, the only thing we got with that, I guess, was the dude from uh, Top of the Heap. But it seems like they crowbar that in there just to get that whole thing moving along, you know. And mm-hmm. of, right. Of course she's going to date him or whatever. But uh, other than that, yeah, nothing really it seemed with guys. So – I'm glad that she's back to being out and she's out dating on a Saturday night and stuff like that, but still different Kelly because she's not hooking up with the guy. Right. Like, think of the losers that were on top of her in on that couch,
1: mm-hmm. right.
3: like Jake and all those guys. Mm-hmm. She's with Corey Feldman in a convertible. <laughs> and at this, at this point, you would imagine he didn't insult her. And then he goes to hook up with her and she doesn't. Since when does Kelly Bundy want to talk first? Well, since she's gotten older and more mature. That's all we could chalk it up to, I guess.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe they think it would be silly for her to be so frivolously trampy at this
7: age. At
3: 1920, yeah.
7: So, we've certainly learned a lot about each other. We have no opinions on politics, religion, Mm -hmm. science... Starving people, <laughs> nuclear holocaust, or recycling. The only thing that we seem to feel strongly about is we both hate that painting behind Jay Leno.
1: <laughs> I do hate that thing. Oh, it's a terrible oh, thing. Terrible
2: oh, thing. I don't know, know why know put know they put it there for the first time.
7: <laughs> well, now that we've broken the ice, let's talk about us.
3: <laughs> yes! So Bud comes down the stairs with the popsicle stick house
8: Mommy Daddy I did it I did it I got a date oh.
3: Then he smashes this house on the ground in the kitchen <laughs> That was hilarious How great was that <laughs> Perfect
5: I was waiting for the phone to ring right after he did that and for the right cancel him.
4: Yeah
3: yeah, and then he goes to pick up the pieces. Yeah,
7: pick up the pieces of his broken arm.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with a with a, little, a broom and a little pan, put it right <laughs> in the garbage.
8: Yup no more sticky fingers for me.
1: <laughs> you
8: know, from the popsicle sticks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then both his parents look at him and pegs look at him is amazing
4: <laughs> right it is good yeah i i really can't believe they, that, that they did that like think of that wow just think of these implications
3: it's not even implied it's like <laughs> it's almost just straight up this <laughs> is
4: yeah. <just> literal yeah
3: because <laughs> he says well you know from the popsicle sticks and then the way they just slightly nod their head like uh.
4: Yeah, yeah,
8: they're so, they're
4: so used to it.
8: <laughs> Anyhow, I called every girl in college, and finally, when I got to the most beautiful girl in school, she's the one who said, "Thank you, bud. Please, please take me out." So I guess I got something special after all. So where's a good place to take a girl with the measles? You know, son, you're a mighty strange young fella. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. But a strange young fellow with a date.
3: <laughs> why are you going on a date with a girl with the measles? And why was it was, does a girl with a fever want to go out on a date? <laughs> this
4: escalated so quickly.
3: Yeah, doesn't she just want to lay in bed and stop feeling like she's going to die?
8: I know she's got a fever now, but uh, wait till she feels the relief from a cool, long-necked bud against her head. <laughs>
2: Peg, I'm beginning to think the kid might have a problem or two.
7: Yes, but we don't have the right kind of training or concern to handle it.
3: (laughs) Can you imagine knowing your kid has a problem, but you're just not concerned?
7: (laughs) That seems appropriate.
3: (laughs) I love that line, though.
7: Tell me, what do you talk about with your friends? You can talk about those things with me. Well,
2: Peg, I don't talk to my friends. You don't let me have any. I don't talk to anybody I'm just not a talker It's not you, Peg It's just the way I am Hey, Al Jefferson, Jefferson, Jefferson How you doing? <laughs> All right See the Bears game? Sure did Hey, you think Perot's gonna be back in 96? Not a chance Doesn't talk issues, my man Oh, by the way Remind me to give you back That book you lent me As you said it Ending was anticlimactic But the read getting there Was frankly compelling <laughs>
8: You know, I got the camera that you recommended, and the F1.2 lens was worth the extra money.
2: Well, the faster the lens, the more available light you can use. But by the way, did you know that Pavarotti is back in town?
3: Yeah, what's Pavarotti? I don't even know what that is.
5: Oh, he's an opera singer.
3: Oh, but when Jefferson wanted to go see Mikado tonight, Al had no interest. He said, who's he fighting? But now it's Jefferson, so now Al's into the opera. Hmm. All right. Marcy's hair looks good in this episode, don't you think? Like, really good.
5: Yeah, I do. I even said that to myself.
3: Yep. Right, right at this moment, probably. Because it just looked perfect. And that's rare. I mean, she never looked good, man. Uh, uh, her hair. She's a very nice person. <laughs> yes.
7: <laughs> you got a brain that you're not using with me? That makes two things you're not using with me. <laughs> Come on, Al. It's not like I want to be your friend or anything. I just want you to talk to me. Communication problem,
6: eh? That started to happen to us. That is, until we read Cosmo's wonderful penetrating article, Is Your Marriage Dead? Talk It Alive. It certainly helped Jefferson. I didn't need any help, because I'm naturally perky and quite fascinating. Actually, I don't really need Cosmo, but poor Jefferson does. Honey... Tell everyone how that article on temporary male impotence has given you the courage to try, try again. You should see me so cute going. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can.
3: (laughs) Now, Dan, have you ever had temporary male impotence? What do you mean?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm only thirty-four, man. Hell no. No, No, it's it's the complete opposite and it's not temporary
3: you gotta stay down boy
4: (laughs) all day all day every day
3: hey him and steve should have had an episode together right
4: right yeah that would have worked
3: what was that called um the classic episode impodent where uh, marcy crashed steve's car and from that point he could no longer perform for a while
8: Of course, that's after four times of making her shake like a California quake.
6: (laughs) And like Los
7: Angeles, I'm still waiting for the big one. (laughs) Well, I'd settle for an aftershock.
0: You should see Al. No, I shouldn't. That
4: was
1: good.
3: (laughs) And, And then Peg will settle for an aftershock. Now, it's been 30 years since this all, almost. So has L.A. had a huge earthquake since this moment?
5: They had a really big one during the filming of New Nightmare, or just before the filming of New Nightmare, because Wes Craven used actual... Earthquake footage in the film That was 94
7: Aw, Snookums It's kinda cute, though It's like Groundhog's Day (laughs) Peeking out, seeing its own shadow Getting scared and running away
2: Not the shadow it's scared of, Peg
7: (laughs) It's cute as the dickens, though Yeah, well...
2: Not as
3: cute as my little Bermuda Triangle.
7: (laughs) He said it was cute.
3: Yeah, but we all know what happens at the Bermuda Triangle. Right. Death. (laughs) Certain death.
4: Yes.
7: Al, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, I just might be. This talk stuff doesn't work for us. Let's go upstairs.
2: Well that doesn't work for us either, but it's quick when we can get back down here and watch TV. Oh,
1: man. You said it baby.
3: <laughs> so they go upstairs to have sex with Jefferson and Marcy sitting on the couch right next to them. Isn't Seven in their bed with that other chick though? Oh, is that where he went? <laughs> well, he went upstairs and I know that he's not sleeping in Bud's bed anymore. Maybe so. he
4: went in Kelly's room, maybe, possibly. Oh. It's a I'm just saying, you know. Might Right. Might
7: be. But you know, Al, it is Saturday night, so I must insist on foreplay. Oh, All right.
2: Here
8: you go. Goose! 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 Well, you think we ought to go home and do it? <laughs> <laughs>
7: yourself some coffee we'll be back in a second a well, random third baby <laughs> gotta go 89 bottles of beer
6: on the wall eighty nine bottles of beer if one of those bottles should happen to fall 80 ten bottles
5: of beer <laughs> Which
3: makes you wonder how she got to 89. Like, what happened at 69 and 59? Well, and cool. that's
5: stupid anyway, because she's going the opposite direction than you're supposed to. She should be going down.
4: Oh, right.
3: I didn't even Start think about with
5: that. 99 bottles of beer on the wall, and then
4: Right, right, right,
3: right. Zero bottles of beer on the wall, and then what? You start <laughs> over again?
5: Yeah. Or, I mean, if, if you get all the way to zero, somebody on that bus has whooped your ass at that point. Right, right, yeah, exactly.
3: So two other girls are standing at a deer crossing in the middle of the woods. I just, this is something I wasn't totally on board with, the humor of, uh, sort of. So they're there waiting for a deer to cross, I guess. Which I don't know what about that sign would tell you that you shouldn't cross because a deer will or something. Like, I don't even know what, I get what they're saying.
6: Right. So, what are you guys doing here? Are you a car broken down, CBD, or a put-out or get-out? Pugo. 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 Yeah. I guess that makes us the three tears. Athos, Porthos, and Mo. <laughs> Who are they? Uh, they're these guys from this book based on the candy bar.
1: Yeah.
6: <sighs> Well, we could wait here forever for a stupid deer to cross, but uh, I guess we should do the sensible thing. Let's sit down and wait,
4: (laughs) Now, the one in the middle, um, Lacey was telling me she was on Saved by the Bell or the uh, Vegas episode where somebody got married. Does this sound familiar?
3: Oh, wow, yeah. Zach, uh, not Zach.
4: Yeah, Zach and Kelly. Yeah, I think she said she was Slater's girlfriend. Oh. Really? If I, I, But, yeah, I believe that's what she said, yeah. Um, also, I was trying to think of where I knew her from, and she was on Home Improvement as well. Like, it's just one of those, girls I was like, I need to find out where I know this person from. And it was, like, several things, yeah.
3: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they were both pretty hot, though. Um, one's Lisa Rifel. Yeah, she's known for Women of the House, All Night Long. <laughs> um... And drowning Mona, and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that uh, kind of stuff. she was in another show called Love and Marriage, oddly enough. Oh, really? She was in King of Queens. <clears throat> and Lisa Vassi, she's known for CSI crime scene investigation, The Tick, Riley Para, Dr. Horrible Sing Along. Oh, my god, yeah, I don't think anybody would know her. She was on Home Improvement. She was in Calendar Girl, the movie. Wow, I like that movie. That's a Jason Priestley movie. And uh, she was in and uh Pit in the Pendulum, 1992, around this time. So she was getting some work around this time. Yeah, two hot chicks. So immediately Kelly is in charge of this group. I mean, she is clearly the alpha chick. I mean, she instantly takes over.
1: <laughs>
3: it's amazing, right?
4: <laughs> yes, it, it is. Yeah, I like that whole dynamic. Yeah.
3: Three dummies and and still there is an alpha that prevails.
4: <laughs> like this just in the middle of the woods just hanging yeah. out. Yep.
3: She tells them where to sit down. She tells them whether or not they should proceed with his deer thing or not. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Tramps.
6: Hey, wait, officer, we need a ride home.
1: <laughs> Damn.
6: Who does he think he is calling us tramps? Yeah, I resent that. We <laughs> I mean, must a girl wear underwear to get respect in this town? I mean, why do men call us tramps? Because they're morons. I mean, men are the real tramps. They'll do it for anyone, anytime, place.
3: <laughs> See, here's the thing about this whole men are the real tramps thing. I never bought into that. I agree that we're just as bad when it comes to what we'll do and who we'll do it with and all that stuff. But... The reason why guys will never be seen as the same as girls, it's very simple. It's because it's harder for guys. That's the difference. Like, a a girl who's like a, a 6 or a 7 could walk into a bar and throw a rock and basically have sex with any guy a hit. Right. It's it's not hard to get a guy convinced to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. Now, a guy who's a, an 8 could walk into a bar, do the same thing, and not get every girl a rock hits to have sex with.
5: That is so not true. Yes, it is. <laughs> and no, I, it's not. I, I, and if I, I, any guy I, I, who says that is clearly not an eight. because <laughs> if he were, he wouldn't have had any difficulty.
3: Well, okay, I said six or seven, though. I'm like a five or a six, and I couldn't do it with every single girl I want.
5: Well, girls can't do it with every single guy they want to either. Guys always say that, but no they can't
3: they can if a if a seven don't
5: tell me that i'm a
1: girl
3: <laughs> if a seven throws a rock, she could get it get it going on with a ten guy absolutely he'll do it just to do it
5: I think it depends on where you hang out <laughs> and also the kind of standards you have because and I guess see this is what she means by guys or tramps is that guys will do it just because they can
3: girls won't there you go so it's harder for guys
5: no it's just that we don't we no it is so not guys always say that but it's really not
3: (laughs) you just agreed with me
5: no i didn't i said (laughs) guys will do it just to do it but girls won't like well we won't do it with anything
3: I think if there's a hundred girls in a room, a guy who is equally as good looking as a girl with a hundred guys in the room, whole score with less girls than that girl will.
5: Have you not ever seen? I mean, you've seen, um, I don't know. There are examples of guys like just like on TV or whatever, and girls are just falling all over them, and that's that's the the, the way it is, you know. And some guys, and to be honest, guys don't even have to be hot, like visibly. From across the room, hot. They just have to have a really... Something about them that, that attracts you to get your attention.
3: Well, that's how I got by, yeah.
5: Have to. <laughs> <laughs> My whole life. <laughs> Girls either have to be really good looking or... You're not leaving with the guy until the bar closes at two. Right.
4: (laughs) Right, right.
3: That's for, I think that's for more fives or fours. And you're
5: like a a Wednesday night, not a Saturday
1: night. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, right. Yeah.
6: (laughs) Men are tramps. (sighs) Yeah, they sure are. And we do not, as rumored, spend our lives on our backs. Hey, isn't that the Constellation
8: Orion? I can't tell. (gasps) Wait a second.
3: And she immediately gets on her back to look at a constellation. Now, that has always been an eye-roller to me. Mm. I don't like that kind of humor. Like, and Married with Children does that sometimes, or a lot, actually. I wouldn't say a lot, but they do it at least once a season where they'll say something and then immediately do something that's contradictory.
4: Right. And that's, like, the joke.
3: Yeah. And it's, it's, Married with Children doesn't do it that good. (laughs) Right, right. One of the times that come to mind is in the episode Al loses his cherry. The girl's describing something that people expect from like a waitress or something, a stewardess. And then she, said, then she immediately offers Al a beverage or something like that. Like, I don't know. It's like they, you know, they say, you know, people think we only do this and then they immediately do it. Like, I get it, but nah, not my kind of thing like peg does that a lot like where she'll say i feel like the queen of england and then she'll go and spit somewhere or whatever (laughs) like she has done that joke twice already since Mm -hmm. this show started um the last one was obviously in the england show
1: right
3: but yeah like they they do this type of humor on this show and i don't really think it works mostly
5: well Mm -hmm. it's i think it's it just comes off as predictable because it's very low-hanging fruit Exactly. If this family, because we know this family, if they make a lofty statement, the reality is obviously going to be the opposite. So you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop.
1: Hey! Hey! Hi! Come on, stop!
0: Hi, Kelly. I know you've been punished because uh, you had to spend the last hour Ralphless. But being that I'm a forgiving guy, I'm willing to let you hop in and partake in the nectar that is I. Hey,
6: how about this? I'm with my friends, so uh why don't we all go into the field and we can fight over you? You know, pull each other's hair and roll around until our dress is right up or get ripped to shreds or something. Well,
0: I guess I'm uh rough enough for three. Sounds great to me. I
3: think it's a great proposition. Now, uh, one observation I made here is that Kelly, real quick, doesn't she look amazing in red? She's one of those girls who just red sets her off.
5: I have always thought she looks fantastic in red.
3: Yes. I mean, drop dead gorgeous in red.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I Just looking at her talk to Corey Feldman at this moment, I just couldn't <laughs> take my eyes off her.
4: Yeah, man. Hey, man, I'm going to use that $20 that I got from you and uh, use it for a lap dance. I'll be right back. Oh, wait, but we're in the middle of I gotta go. The
3: hell? You better be back for your rating. Okay. Jesus. Believe this guy? I knew we shouldn't do the show here.
5: Maybe he meant to say, in this episode, I know you've been danless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Oh, wait, and Ralph, um, why don't you
6: pull your pants down, you know, to further
0: fire or ardor. All right. But hold each other's hands. I don't want anyone to get frightened.
3: <laughs> and he pulls his pants down upon Kelly's
0: request.
3: His pants are around his ankles and he's doing that weird walk that you do walking like shimmying into the bushes, which I don't know. I guess they have to do that because that is a road that people travel on. So I guess they would have to go there to do whatever they're doing. And he says, get ready for a big slice of heaven. Like, you have three girls like that, that you're pulling your pants down and approaching in the woods. And he's that not excited about this?
5: Well, you know, he's Ralph. <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, the way he portrays himself, he seems to get a lot of play.
0: I guess, right? All right. Here comes a big slice of heaven.
3: They run around the other side of the bush into his car.
0: Hey, stupid trams! That's not the field. That's my car.
6: And that is not even Ralph enough for one.
0: (laughs) Again,
3: Jamie, I ask you, what result does he expect from this?
5: (laughs) Well, he thinks he's gotten... I guess he thinks that... I don't know how stupid he thinks they are. That, to me, is just be i mean can he really believe that three of them mistook a car for a field Uh,
3: he yeah he's seen he must think they're really dumb or he is just dumb
5: yeah well i guess as it turns out he's just dumb
3: yeah yeah so then kelly says that's not even ralph enough for one so that was a good one even though you can't see much with those boxer shorts on
5: yeah but i like that line
3: Yeah, it is. It is perfect.
6: So long, sucker.
1: Wait, wait, wait
0: wait, wait a second. How am I supposed to get home?
6: Walk in these, butthead.
1: (laughs) Um,
3: Then he just says, wait, instead of like pulling up his pants immediately as they're dumb enough to stop for him, or even in the beginning when they didn't drive away instantly... And just jumping into the car and strangling them. No, i kidding. <laughs> but just getting them out of his car. Um, instead of doing that like any normal person what he stands there and just at- accepts defeat and says, well, how am I supposed to get home? And they all seem to know to like cue- – they're cued to grab their heels and pick them up and throw them at him.
5: Yeah, I thought that was weird because they were all do- grabbing the shoes at the same time and the girl hadn't even gotten the line out yet. So, I was like, oh, that seems coordinated.
3: Yes. And the line could not be more cringy. I never, ever liked this line, ever. And Kelly's delivery is terrible. Why don't you walk in these, butthead? Yeah. It just seems like she's, like, 12 years old or something. (laughs) Yes. Right? I mean, doesn't it come off terribly for her age and the whole situation?
1: Yeah. B-
3: butthead? Like, don't you, like, aren't you just like, let's try to forget that just
1: happened.
0: <laughs> hey, buddy.
3: I mean, out of all the people on this earth, Bud Bundy randomly comes strolling down this road that this all just transpired on.
5: Which means he was, like, 15 miles outside Chicago as well. <laughs> right.
3: What is happening here? And the timing could not be more amazing. Uh, I just don't even... wow. I mean, talk about uh, Ellen L. Fogel saying, you know what, we're just doing TV show stuff. None of this is, is plausible. Uh, with the way this guy talks to women and all, none none of this is going to make sense but you know what it's for the entertainment of the show and that's perfectly fine just because we're doing a podcast it doesn't mean that our job is to ground everything and bring it to reality and all this stuff yes you do get caught up in things like that absolutely and you would too I know people might be listening and be going why do they talk about it like as if maybe some of this is real or whatever
5: well and it's fun you know to compare it you compare it to actual life,
3: right? You just don't want to get hung up on it to the point where you're dragging the show down by, like, this isn't real, man. This isn't real. This wouldn't happen. Like, I hope no one thinks we we come off that way, um, no?
5: Because, in ultimately, I mean, we we talk about those things because, well, that's our job is to talk about the show, we have nothing else to compare it to. You relate to it the way humans relate to things, but. Then in the end, it doesn't affect our opinion. It's not like, if I dislike an episode, it's not because they did something that is just so unrealistic.
7: You know, it's right. because they
5: did something that wasn't funny. That's, you know, that's when I have a problem.
3: Yeah, and I think people have picked up on that. Like, we don't really get bad feedback with stuff like that. The the last time I got bad feedback with things like that was the um, lost episode in the courtroom. Mm-hmm where we took the, the the court legalities too realistically with the sex tape in the hotel and stuff. That was the last time somebody ever said, like, why you guys are so dumb for talking about this like it's real life and you're just missing the whole joke and stuff. So it's just, I don't know, it's just how you discuss things, but we definitely do not bog a showdown with that. But, yeah, it is still bizarre that out of everyone in the world, Bud just <laughs> comes rolling <laughs> down the road here.
5: It's bizarre except for in sitcom land, because in sitcom land, it makes perfect sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. How's it
8: gone. My car broke down.
0: So what are you so happy about?
8: Because it broke down on my way home from the date. <laughs> I just got
0: me some. He's, so he got some, he says. Uh, some
3: what? Because he's a virgin. So getting some could, for Bud, just be making out with a girl and getting a second... <gasps> Second base or third base if he's really lucky. Maybe she did see Deep Throw. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: <laughs> Unlike Peg.
5: I never know what's going on with his sex life, to be honest. Like there's so many times when it seems like it should have happened.
3: It's like the movie It. How's your sex life? What's your sex life? <laughs> And we know we didn't really make a big deal out of this, but how bizarre is it that Bud talked about his rubber doll in the last episode as if like he's admitting this? He's like, she's made out of it's not it's not rubber. It's it's, you know, breathable. Yeah, breathable latex.
5: or No latex. Yeah, breathable latex.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, so wait, you're just admitting this that you have a, a inflatable girl in your bedroom. Why are you talking about this like that? And that's what I meant when I said they're really going heavy on the butt as a loser thing in this season. He's talking about this. Yeah. And calling her ISIS. (laughs) Why? Why are you doing that? You're not supposed to... This is like your biggest hidden secret of your life. You know?
0: Well, I... I I was out with this girl. I bought her popcorn, took her to the movies, everything. She wouldn't put out. Some tramp named uh, Kelly Bundy.
8: So I guess it was her huh? last <laughs> song? Definitely.
0: Then he
3: shakes Corey Feldman's hand, hugs him, and then coughs in his face after telling him that he has the measles and he's very contagious. Yeah. And then he says, consider that a present from Kelly. Now that is sort of a strange ending, and it's because of the silence. It's like there's like a silence behind it all. The audience doesn't have very audible reactions to every little thing, um, especially at the freeze frame at the end and stuff like that. Him telling this guy he has the measles and coughing right in his face and Corey Feldman almost doesn't have a major reaction. He's, he's kind of like, ugh, well, thanks for coughing in my face. You, you kind of got that kind of a vibe, but nothing else, really, and... He's not upset that he might have the measles. And then Bud says, consider that a present from Kelly. Like, what was the next thing said? And what happened after that? And thank God you freeze-framed.
5: I don't know. I wanted him to hit him.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right.
5: Well, because I think it'd be funny because Peggy, Peggy, Kelly already hit him once. And then to have Bud, like if Bud were to come in and hit the other side of his
3: face you know i was just gonna say that it would be cool if he had like a black eye on one side and then bud hit the other side that would be cool but it did not happen so we'll be right back dan should be finished i don't know how many songs that was just now but for tw- if he only had twenty dollars i don't even know how he's still not here but he's uh he's coming now all right let's uh take a break and we'll be right back to rate this episode
9: no ma'am we'll be right back to wrap up this week's review Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode.
0: Hi, this is Jen, Alex's sister, a.k.a. the original Kelly Bundy, and you are listening to, wait... What's the name of this thing, oh right, The Married with Children podcast
3: <laughs> all right, we are back. Time to rate t r a something something spells tramp in honor of Jefferson. How many I think I cans are we giving this episode Dan out of five
4: um honestly i <laughs> I love this episode um. I love it so much where the the only problem I have is that last line from Bud, Um, and I just – it just kind of hit me in the wrong way. It hit me like in a cheesy way almost. Uh, It was just a weird note to end the episode on. But I can't like take away from the episode just because of that one thing because like we said before – One line. Yeah, and every line was was great in this. Um, There was so much – of this episode that i loved that like and i can tell this is going to be one of those that's just that's that's very memorable and if i ever go if i ever want to like show people you know certain episodes like hey this is the show it would be this one by far so so i give it a five it was amazing i loved it i loved it yay nice.
3: yeah That's awesome that you liked it that much. Jamie, I can't wait to hear from you. How many I think I can's are you giving this episode at a five?
5: I am giving this episode a five. I think I can. 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 can. That's a lot. Because I am telling. I. Okay. When I finished watching this episode, I like I shut it off and I, I, I said out loud, that was a really good episode. Wow. Just Like that. And I I loved it. I loved the bits with Jefferson and Marcy. That that whole thing, that whole exchange was just on fire. I loved the stuff with Kelly. I love that Corey Feldman was there. I love that Bud is the one that ran into him at the end. And, you know, even though I think it was a little weak, the the revenge, you know, he did get some. So he got something. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And you like when they stick up for each other.
5: You know I do. I love it. And also, there was like no seven.
3: Right. Yeah. This had a lot of good elements.
5: So this was a really good episode. A really probably, so far I'm like, what are what are people complaining about with season seven? Because so far I am loving it.
3: You are on board. Well, that's good to hear. Um, We were always dreading this moment. Like I said, horrific Halloween last week. Halloween mischief night we released last episode, and that was suitable for the joke that was played on everybody with season 7, but it turns out that, um, so far it is not what it's sort of remembered for. So, as we do this, um, chronological exploration through this entire season, like we've been doing for the entire show, we will see where this all falls apart, I'm sure. But, um, much like the peg pregnancy stuff, it's not immediate. So that's a good thing. Listen, it's always good when we can clarify or disc- or like lay things out and see if it really fell apart and if it's still holding on. That's never a bad thing. It's always good to have good shows. So, I also, give this episode a five out of five. I love this. Yay! Yeah, it's another Hall of Famer. Um, That's awesome. It could be that, you know, I am I am a big Corey Feldman fan. He he has, don't get me wrong, he's done horrible things uh, in, in acting, I mean. And he doesn't really know how to act anymore. Um, he hasn't known for about 20, 15, 20 years. But... At this point, I guess he still did enough. He was actually really funny in this episode. He really played his part up well. And we're just fans of his stuff when he was a kid. And uh, maybe teenager. So we're so happy to see him here. We're into that. And then it's a Kelly episode. We love that. We always love those. Especially when they're good. Like this. And this whole sexual innuendo thing going on in this season <clears throat> is amazing so far. We're loving all these jokes. And Jefferson, awesome. Um, I just love how he always has to, always, uh, Jefferson, no matter what he feels about whatever is said about him, he always has to, like, give the silver lining to it. Like, you know... Even back when we, we just recently said, like, when Steve was like, Marcy was never in bed at 10 o'clock. He said, you know, she's been riding the tilt the world since 7 a.m. You know, there's always, oh, but you don't understand. It's just this. You know, he always, like, excuses, excuses, excuses. You know, it's, it's just so funny with him. Um, and he does it here, and it was great. And then look at the lines that came after that. You know, I'm still waiting for the big one. I'd settle for an aftershock. I mean, these are all brilliant. These are great. Ellen L. Fogel killed it. So, yeah, I love it. I've always liked this episode so much. Always a favorite of mine. So, tune in next week as we review... Now, this is a a Seven Heavy episode, so I'm very curious how you guys are going to take this. Every Bundy has a birthday. When Seven can't remember his birthday, Peggy assigns him one, selecting the next day. Which also happens to be Al's birthday. <laughs> uh, the family decides to go to the town park to celebrate, only to find it's been rented by a rich, snobby family.
5: I think I've seen this episode. I feel like, I, I feel like this is one that I watched when it was first run.
3: Yeah, right? It's very familiar, and I, for some reason I recall this episode a lot. And you know what's really messed up about it? I think I liked it, and I accepted the seventh thing at this moment, which is very strange. So I'm going to see why I felt that way, and if I still feel that way next week. That'll be a fun one to explore.